You're listening to Happy from the Inside Out with Megan Bunner, episode number three. Happiness is a skill and one that you can learn. Each week, I'll bring you timeless wisdom, inspiring stories, and practical tips on how to permanently reduce your stress and love the life you've been given. This work turned my life around, and I believe it will be equally as amazing for you. Let's get started. Hello, it is so good to be with you. I hope you're having a wonderful week. So today we're talking about feelings and why they aren't a problem. Even if your feelings are so heavy and so horrible and so agonizing and you feel miserable, they are not a problem. And I want to get into that today. I know it sounds like that doesn't even make sense. Like, Megan, no, you just don't understand. And I hear you. And that's the reason why we're here today discussing our feelings. And I'm hoping to share something that maybe you've not heard before or thought of in this way. And I think it's going to be a real game changer for you. So often we think feelings are the problem. Feelings are the reason why we're miserable and our life is just horrible and We can't get ahead and we feel stuck and we're unsure of, you know, everything. Maybe we feel helpless or angry or invisible. We don't like that. No, we'd rather feel confident and happy and important. So we want all the good stuff. We just don't want any of the bad stuff in life. And when we think about this, we know this makes no sense, but then we still say things like, no, I really don't like being unhappy. You don't understand. Like being unhappy is just awful for me, like worse than other people somehow. And society even reinforces this, that feelings are a problem when someone's not feeling well emotionally and will say what's wrong, as in something is not right because you are clearly not feeling right and happy. So you're unhappy, let's fix that. Or let's go get your mind off of it and distract you. So feeling negatively is bad and feeling positively is good. And, you know, we see this all over social media when people are posting all of these beautiful, good things in their lives. And, uh, you know, we don't want to share any of the bad. Um, and, And I understand that too. There's a level of a fear with authenticity and sharing the bad days. But when we look at other people's real, their life, we just look at the highlights and then we end up comparing ourselves to that. Like, well, that's not how I feel all the time. So I, you know, something's wrong with me. So we even start this from a young age, you know, when babies are crying and, you know, they shouldn't be crying. They have no reason to be crying. And so we go up to them, what's wrong? And this is something that I've been hyper aware of in my own parenting as my children have been getting older. Uh, They're still very young, but, uh, you know, I I love them. And when they're unhappy, sometimes I'm like, I don't want them to be unhappy. I want them to be happy. And I don't want them to experience negative stuff. And so this is normal. It's a human condition. But I have to remind myself that nothing is wrong with them feeling negatively, feeling disappointed or feeling upset or whatever it is, there's nothing wrong with them. This is part of being human. And I love that I can support them 
in their negative and heavy feelings because I want them to know that one, they're not my project for me to fix, that I love them no matter what they're feeling. And I will accept them and love them no matter what it is. They can feel bad and I will just be with them and love them. And I can, you know, I can handle that because I've learned what feelings are. So they're not my project. And and this is with friends and family too. Nothing is wrong when someone is upset because they're unhappy. So instead of asking people when, you know, they're upset, what's wrong? I, I ask, well, hey, what's going on? And even with my kids, you know, they'll tell me what's making them upset. And I'll say something like, right, I I know it's not fun when your brother takes your toy away. How does that make you feel? And they'll say, you know, unhappy or I'm, I'm sad or I'm angry, whatever it is. And because in our family, we talk about feelings. They, my kids have some limited understanding of what's going on in their body. So they're able to tell me something. And, and so I'll tell them it's okay to feel sad and cry. And I'm here with you. Or it's okay to feel angry. It's it's just not okay to hit your brother. Or it's okay to feel frustrated. It's just not okay to kick the ukulele or whatever it is. Um, so it's there's a difference in feeling our feelings and acting them out. So when we're angry and we just have to punch something, that is acting out the feeling that is not feeling it. And we think that the anger is the problem and we want it to go away and we don't know what to do with it. And we just have this energy to let out, but that's not actually what our body is saying. Our body wants us to take a look at what's going on for us. So we will talk in future episodes about processing feelings, feeling them, allowing them. But for the scope of today's work, we're just going to be looking at why they're not a problem. So even with adults, imagine your coworker is cranky and is snapping at you and you might think something like, geez, what's wrong with him? Or who ate his last cookie? We just make the feeling the problem. And generally, because we so often don't have clear emotional boundaries with others, their negativity seems to rub off on us and we think that we are upset because they are upset. But really... We are uncomfortable with other people's emotions and in our own body, our own bodies don't feel safe. We don't feel safe around someone who's upset. It's very disorienting. So think about this in your own life. When you felt overwhelmed or angry and you confided in someone, you you were vulnerable and that person did not understand your feelings and they tried to change how you feel. Uh, You know, maybe they said something like, that's ridiculous. I don't know why you're feeling that way. Or why are you thinking like that? That's not even true. You shouldn't think that. Or even don't trust your feelings on this. Just ignore them because you're wrong. You know, the, the person might be trying to be helpful, but it really only inspires you to think you're alone and you feel more isolated and misunderstood and that you're wrong for how you feel and that your feelings don't matter. So perhaps we even say, we need to get your mind off this. Let's go get pizza and a movie. Or let's go shopping as an attempt to distract you from what's going on in your body. Again, this further reinforces that your feelings are wrong and need to be ignored. Here's why this is a problem. Escaping our feelings is unhelpful. I like to define things in my life as helpful or unhelpful Not as in right or wrong, because when I get into a I'm right or an I'm wrong scenario, 
my brain freaks out. And if I do something that I judge as wrong, then it's just, it feels horrible. Like I'm a sorry excuse for a human. And so I like thinking of things in terms of helpful or unhelpful. So escaping our feelings is so unhelpful because it only magnifies and grows them. So anytime we try to escape our feelings, we may pursue something like work or relationships, binging on Netflix, you know, I've done plenty of times, just eating all the ice cream or junk food. So eating our feelings or drinking them. Some people use alcohol as a way to numb out. Uh, Maybe it's thinking about vacations or going on vacations or, you know, shopping. Even prayer and spirituality can be a way that we try to escape our feelings in an unhelpful way. It doesn't matter what it is. Anything in the world can be used as an escape for our feelings. It's it's the, the attitude in which we approach the thing that determines whether or not it's an escape or if it's something that we're doing to enjoy it. Um, but what happens when we escape our feelings, we might have a temporary fix, but it ultimately makes our negative feelings stronger. The, the very feelings that we attempt to escape are the ones that will grow and magnify when we don't pay attention to them. You you can only bottle up your feelings for so long before they do explode. You know, you can resist them or distract yourself for a while, but they will always grow and intensify. So what I remember so often is, and this is just to help me in my own life and my own journey of processing things and understanding the world, is My feelings are not a problem to be fixed. They are sensations to be allowed. And I want to say that again. Feelings are not a problem to be fixed. They are sensations to be allowed. People will say, you know, don't trust your feelings and they'll make feelings the enemy. So no wonder we don't want to feel our feelings because they're the enemy and we can't trust them. So this innocently comes from a misunderstanding about what feelings are and where they come from. So what are our feelings? Feelings are a vibration in your body. If thoughts are the language of the mind, then feelings are the language of your body. Your body does not know anything except feelings. So when you think a thought, Every time you think a thought, this happens. When you think a thought, there is a chemical reaction in your brain and it sends that chemical message into your body in the form of things like movement and temperature. So perhaps your fingers tingle or your cheeks heat up or your throat seems to constrict or your forehead tenses or your shoulders feel heavy, you know, butterflies in your stomach or that pit in your stomach feeling. These feelings are how our bodies understand what our minds are thinking because thoughts are the language of the mind and feelings are the language of the body. So these vibrations in your body are how your body processes the information in the world around you. Said another way, feelings are how you experience your life. Your life is experienced in your feelings. Without your feelings, your life would be a series of data points, which 
it just wouldn't make much sense. And so our feelings tie us into those data points. Like we were such and such a place at such and such a time. You know, we had a conversation with this person at this time, or we read a book at this time. Just these data points wouldn't make much sense, but our feelings give us the color and the experience of our lives. You know, you've likely heard it said, you might forget what a person said, but you'll never forget how they made you feel. Now, this is because our bodies remember feelings. Again, it's how we experience our lives. This is why feelings aren't a problem. It tells the story of our experience. So when someone asks you how you feel, perhaps you might say good or bad. I want to point out that these aren't emotions. These aren't feelings. They are judgments of how you feel. But so often we don't realize we can't pinpoint the exact emotion. We aren't aware of how we're feeling. We've been trained that feelings are somehow the enemy and not to be trusted and better off ignored. And so we stay in our heads in these thought loops that cause us so much pain. And we've ignored our feelings so long, we don't have the emotional vocabulary to communicate our feelings, even if we wanted to. Even though we might say that um, feeling content or loving or relaxed is feeling good, that's a judgment. The other ones I just said are emotions uh, or feelings and maybe feeling anxious or insecure or helpless would be feeling bad. Again, just notice it's not a crime to say a judgment instead of a feeling. If someone asks you how you're feeling, not a bad thing. Just start noticing what emotions you have going on. The more you pay attention, the more you'll start understanding how you actually are feeling and it's really good for your own awareness of your life. And without awareness, we're, we're kind of walking blindly. So just start noticing. If you don't have the awareness of what you're feeling emotionally, this isn't a problem. It's something that you can grow in. It's a skill. In the show notes, I have attached a, a feelings or it's the wheel of emotions. And it will give you a really great, fantastic head start on understanding what type of feelings that we're capable of and ones that maybe you can feel normally, you'll be able to pinpoint on the chart. So um, yeah, check out the, the show notes if you want to see that. Those are linked on my website on this podcast episode. There are a variety of reasons why we might be disconnected from our bodies. And these are including, but not limited to, learned codependency, which is prioritizing another person's feelings and suppressing your own. And this might have come from trauma or just, you know, trying to survive your own life. And uh, maybe it's desperately wanting the approval of somebody else. And so you just focus on them and ignore yourself. And even thinking negative feelings are a problem is something that could cause us to look away from our own feelings. This disconnect feels very off, like something is wrong, and it really makes our feelings worse. It makes them feel worse. So I'll say it another way. When we make our feelings a problem, we make them more intense. Have you ever said or heard someone else say something like, do you think I want to feel this way? I don't. I'm miserable. I hate feeling like this. Doing this, rejecting how we're feeling, actually magnifies the unwanted emotion. It makes the hurt bigger. It makes the loneliness feel even more lonely. It makes the helplessness feel even more helpless. So 
if instead of trying to escape the feeling, if instead we accepted it and paid attention to it, we would allow our bodies to process the chemicals and we'd feel better so much faster. I'm going to share a quote from Dr. Jill Bolte-Taylor that I think is incredibly helpful to understand with this process. She is a fascinating neuroscientist and she has a book called My Stroke of Insight, which is documenting her experience of having a massive stroke as someone who studies the brain. It's really interesting. So here's her quote. When a person has a reaction to something in their environment, there's a 90-second chemical process that happens in the body. After that, any remaining emotional response is just the person choosing to stay in that emotional loop. Something happens in the external world and chemicals are flushed through your body, which puts it on full alert. For those chemicals to totally flush out of the body, it takes less than 90 seconds. This means that for 90 seconds, you can watch the process happening, you can feel it happening, and then you can watch it go away. After that, if you continue to feel fear, anger, and so on, you need to look at the thoughts that you're thinking that are re-stimulating the circuitry that is resulting in you having this physiological response over and over again. I love this quote because it gives me so much hope that when I allow my body to do its thing and I focus on what's happening, the sensations in my body and just watching that process happening, that those chemicals can flush out of my body. They don't have to stay there. Now, sometimes they do stay in me longer because I am re-stimulating that, that circuitry in my brain that is producing those chemicals, but it doesn't have to be magnified and exacerbated by me resisting it and fighting it and agonizing over it and just striving with my feelings. My body can process them and let them move through me so I don't have to stay stuck in that emotion. I can move past it. Now, many times our feelings last much longer than 90 seconds. You know, some people have entire lifetimes of misery because they have thought these thoughts so many times and thus created the chemicals in their body and had these awful, horrible feeling feelings. And they just don't realize that they are re-stimulating and recreating this, this thing over and over again. So feelings aren't something to fix. They are something that we need to allow. And I know this might sound counterintuitive if you've been uncomfortable and unhappy for so long, like you might think if you allow them, you'll get sucked down into a deep, dark hole of misery. But I want to offer you that just isn't true. Your feelings aren't a problem. When we resist them, they magnify and grow. But when we accept them, we allow our body to process them and flush those chemicals out of our bodies. So in a future episode, I'm going to talk about what to do with these heavier emotions and how to process them. And I'm really excited to get into that because it's just juicy stuff. We've talked about feelings being the language of the body, a way that our bodies understand what our brains are thinking, and feelings are how we experience our lives. In this way, feelings are also a symptom. If thoughts are the language of the mind and the place where the chemical messages are created, which travel down our bodies, and then our bodies experience them as feelings. The warm cheeks, you know, the tingly fingers, the pit in your stomach, 
This means that our thoughts create our feelings and our feelings are a symptom of what we are thinking and believing. This is also why our feelings never lie. They are they're always honestly revealing to us what we believe about ourselves, about other people, about the circumstances in our lives. They are literally the one thing that will never, ever lie to you. Other people might, but feelings will never lie. This is also why your feelings aren't a problem. Because once you find the thought that is creating them, you can solve the problems in your life at the thought level instead of trying to move heaven and earth to change everyone around you to make yourself feel better. We can solve for the thoughts and automatically our feelings change. In this way, feelings are also information. They're clues to our beliefs. They hold the key to understanding what painful beliefs we're holding on to. So, you know, if you're into mysteries, clues, we never look at clues as the problem. We want to find more clues because clues lead us to the answers. So I like to think of our feelings as clues to help me welcome them even more, even when they're painful. You know, the feelings are painful, but I welcome them because I want to know. I'm curious about what's going on. So the clues lead me to the true problems, which are the thoughts that I'm thinking And then I can do something about the problem because I found the source. Our feelings may not reflect what other people perceive as reality, but they always reflect what we are believing. Feelings are the guide to what is important to us. This is why when we try to escape our feelings by avoiding them or distracting ourselves from them, we are literally pushing our own self away. We are rejecting who we are. This is why the unwanted feelings intensify, because you're rejecting yourself. There's nothing more impossible and painful than trying to escape yourself. This is a battle you you just can't win. So when I think of painful feelings as clues to what I'm believing, as a vibration in my body, and as the guide to what is important to me, it allows me to open up to them and allow them instead of fiercely rejecting them. This hasn't always been my natural way of handling them, And for good reason, I've had 30 years of practice with rejecting them and avoiding them and generally trying to escape them just like the rest of humanity. But like all skills, this can be learned. When I notice feelings that are uncomfortable, I like to tell myself, I'm open to experiencing this. I'm willing to feel this. And somehow it takes the edge off of it, that rejection that I would be rejecting myself and how I'm feeling. It takes that edge off of it. And You know, like I said, this is because rejecting yourself is much more painful than feeling any feeling, no matter how awful we think it may feel. So to recap, your feelings are not a problem. They are clues to what is important to you. Feelings are a vibration in your body caused by a chemical process in your brain that you can identify and pay attention to where it's happening. You know, if you, if you're open to it, you can notice the sensations in your body And when you do openly, you have a much greater chance of processing them and allowing your body to flush those chemicals out of your body. When we resist our feelings, they magnify and grow and cause us so much unnecessary suffering. So I want you to think about this for yourself. How do you feel right now? Can you identify it? 
If not, let's not make that a problem. It's totally okay. This is a skill you can learn just like anything else. So go ahead and take a look at that feeling wheel in the show notes to see if anything rings true for you. You may have one predominant feeling or you might have several. Humans are complex, so we're able to have many feelings at the same time, which is totally okay. It's not a problem. But can you allow yourself to experience that emotion without rejecting it? Can you let it be okay that you're not okay? Can you welcome that feeling? And I realize I've said both feelings and emotions interchangeably this week or in this episode. That's because for our purposes, they're mostly synonymous. There are nuances to each of those, but for our purposes, it's okay. This week, I want you to give yourself lots of grace and be okay with whatever you're feeling. You can do this. I know you can. I believe in you. And just pay attention and honor whatever it is you're feeling this week. I hope you have a beautiful week. I'll see you next time. Hey, if you're enjoying listening to this podcast, make sure you sign up to do a free consult with me. During this hour together, we'll look at the specific struggles you're facing and why nothing else is working. I'll share my insights on why you're not happy and the work I think that will change that dramatically. Whether or not we choose to work together, you'll leave with tools to get started on your journey. If you're stuck, this is something you don't want to miss. Sign up at bit.ly forward slash heymegan. That's H-E-Y-M-E-A-G-A-N. I'll see you soon.